Hey all, it's your co-host Nick here with Psychedelic Passage, and I want to share what our organization does and how we can help you on your psychedelic healing journey. We originally started Psychedelic Passage to give folks access to psychedelic therapy within the comfort of their own home. And in the process, we realized that most people have no idea what they're looking for in a guide and they don't know which providers are qualified. The consequences of sitting with an unqualified provider are dire. There are lots of self-proclaimed facilitators out there who simply don't know what they're doing. And unfortunately, facilitator abuse and ethical violations happen regularly in this space and result in lasting psychological impacts. To solve this, we selectively curated a network of providers all over the U.S. who operate with integrity. This allows us to help you as a client by advocating for you and your care without a conflict of interest, screening facilitators on your behalf to ensure they know what they're doing, and holding facilitators accountable for their actions, so you have peace of mind that the provider you're matched with is in good standing. Instead of searching through hundreds of unvetted online provider profiles, you can simply book a call with us and our concierge team will take into account over 20 different variables to get you matched to a trusted facilitator who can provide treatment in the comfort of your own home. We want to give you the confidence that you're sitting with the right provider for you. No matter where you're at in the psychedelic therapy journey, we're here to help. Simply click the link in the show description below to book a consult and get connected to a trusted provider today. Welcome to the Psychedelic Passage Podcast. My name is Nick Levich, and I'm here with my fellow host, Jimmy Wynn. Thanks for joining us today. This week, we are talking all about the concept of surrender as it relates to navigating altered states of consciousness and psychedelic experiences in particular. And the reason that we wanted to have an episode on this topic is because it's some, it's, a, it's a word that's used a lot when we talk about how to navigate psychedelic experiences. People throw around this concept of surrender. And what we find time and time again is that um, journeyers or prospective journeyers don't have a good frame of reference for what that actually means. And so what we'd like to do in this episode today is help contextualize what it is that we mean by surrender and go over how to actually do that in practice. So Jim, I mean, when someone comes to you and is like, you know, okay, cool. What does surrender mean for a psychedelic journey? You know, what, what do you tell them? How do you explain this concept to them? Yeah. I mean, first it's, it's important just to recognize that, uh, surrendering in the context of navigating a psychedelic experience is different than the, you know, dictionary definition of, of surrender. It's, it's not necessarily um, like giving up or losing or giving in. Our society thinks about surrender as far as victory or surrender, right? And so I just want to frame that first. And um, yeah, this is an interesting topic as well, because when I have leads and clients and folks who are exploring, you know, medicine work, they hear the word and they know to say it. And they know that it's a part of the process and experience, but I don't know if people actually feel what it means. Maybe people might know from a cognitive or like theoretical standpoint. And so 
Well, this I is important. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is important yeah. because what this means is that people don't know what surrender means or feels like because oftentimes we don't know what it's like to let go until we're forced to, or another way to explain it is we don't know how much we're hanging on to until we let it all go. Here's the biggest thing that happens with me and clients. We talk through a lot about surrendering and allowing and witnessing the experience, which are a lot of the primary ways when I think about this, the navigating a psychedelic experience. But then when we get into practice, people's mechanisms are trying to grip and hang on and resist. And a lot of clients are are very aware of that. They're like, oh, there are these parts of me that are really trying to hang on and really trying to um, provide some type of defense mechanism for this part of me to to not fully uh, relinquish in, into the experience. So that that's one primary thing that I want to highlight is that there's the difference in understanding cognitively what the concept is. And there's another in actually practicing and doing it. And, you know, I know we'll do a whole um, episode about just ego death or ego dissolution. I'm getting a little fired up about that one too, but su- surrendering is a couple of things. One is it's an active process. Surrendering is not just a one time, okay, I surrender and that's it. And it's the recognizing that we as physiological beings are here to survive in this reality and we're here to survive. So our survival mechanisms can actually hinder the true and full immersive navigation of a psychedelic experience. And those things are very natural to our being. And so when like alarm bells start to ring in folks' experience, or they may experience something that's very unusual, they've never experienced, you know, before, that's where some of our natural mechanisms of homeostasis and the ability to like survive. Self-preservation. Exactly, exactly. Now that is counterintuitive. Because many folks who walk through an intentional psychedelic experience or ceremonial experience or whatnot, there's this inherent nature of wanting to explore what's more than the status quo of their lives. So like self-preservation becomes a a, a potential obstacle to the real letting go and exploration of, of the self. All right. So I, I actually think it's best if we kind of explain because a lot of our listeners have never been on a journey or they're preparing sure. for one or exploring yeah, for one. And yeah. so the the idea here is like, when you take a moderate to high dose of any psychedelic, including psilocybin, you are basically consenting to getting on a roller coaster ride. I was just thinking about a roller coaster. <laughs> I was literally just yeah. thinking about this. Yeah. And, and, and you don't get to choose where the ride goes, you don't get to choose whether it does a corkscrew or a backflip or a somersault. Like you're you're getting on this roller coaster blind. It's inherently a plunge into the unknown. And we're used to, we're conditioned to want to control our lives, control how things go. We want to smooth things control out. Variables, control parameters, control potential outcomes, best case scenarios, that type of stuff. Yeah. So when you get on this ride, all that goes out the window. And the way that I explain surrender is whether it's conscious, subconscious, or otherwise, we all have a template for what things are supposed to look like. And in this case, it's going to be what your journey is supposed to look like. 
right? Mm -hmm. And so people will read a trip report and they'll be like, oh, the experience of oneness. Someone went through that. Maybe I'll have oneness. Or another trip report is, um, you know, I saw all these kaleidoscopic colors. And so maybe your subconscious goes, oh, maybe I'll get colors in my journey. And then you get on your roller coaster ride and it's not like any of that. In fact, you don't even know what's happening to you. You feel like you're in a washing machine. Well, now your template of what you thought it was going to look like and what's actually happening, they're not lining up. Mm -hmm. There's a mismatch there. And then that creates this internal friction or conflict within your being. It's like, okay, well, it's not lining up. This isn't what it's supposed to look like. This isn't what I expected it was going to be. And that conflict is often more challenging or more abrasive than just experiencing what it is that's actually happening. Yeah. And, and for what it's worth, that picture in your mind, it can be very well-intentioned and very, uh, you know, uh, beneficial. Like I had a client uh, who said, I'm not really feeling like I'm getting any downloads and insights right now. So it must not be working. And meanwhile, they're going through a deeply somatic experience and moving and all this stuff and, you know, all, all, all of all of these things. And, um, you know, when I think about the, the roller coaster and when I think about surrendering, surrendering also doesn't mean a straight up free for all. Like there's a difference between plans and the difference between expectations to, 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 to your point on what you're talking about, about this picture in the mind of what a journey should look like. And so. In order to surrender, you have to have trust. And in that trust, there's there's trust in yourself, whether you have the inner resourcing to navigate this experience. There's trust in the psychedelic, there's trust in the plant medicine, and trust in the container of the professional or the person that you choose to support you. And so when you're getting on the roller coaster, or if I'm getting on a roller coaster, I trust that the thing has been inspected. I trust that that harness that I put down on myself will actually safety hold, protocols will hold my big ass body in there. Like I, I trust that people have ridden on this thing and then have gotten off and you know whatever. And so there's two options. You can either go on that roller coaster. You're choosing to go on the roller coaster, by the way. Like nobody's forcing you into the seat. You are yep. taking yourself and putting yourself in the roller coaster and strapping it. Here you go. So you do two things. One is the clenching. You could be the person that really clenches and really and just kind of steer and like, it this way ah, and steer it, it that way. Yeah. Or you can have the same ride, the same turns, the same safety harness, the same, all of those things and allow. Put your hands uh, in the allow. air, baby. Yep. Yep. And, and, and it, it's your choice. It's your choice because no matter what you thought about the outcome of that roller coaster, whether it was terrifying or pushed you to your limits or it was exhilarating or whatever, the roller coaster ran the same. It was all the same, same course, same all, track, all the same stuff. And so I think that's another part of, I mean, I really like what you're saying about it's a part of this is surrendering the image or expectation in your mind on what it was supposed to be like. That's very, very important. Yeah, and I And I also think that that, is a continual process like surrendering is an active process where you may be grounded and centered and allowing and and i think we also talk a, a lot about witnessing your experience for what it is in the moment that's another part of surrender and then you may slowly feel your your survival mechanism start to kick in 
And then you got to get yourself back to center and then surrender again. And then you may then feel like, oh no, it's it's not lining up to what I think. And then you got to get back to center. So it's it's this, it's almost these continual choices of of surrendering in, into the experience. And sometimes that's all you got. Like sometimes you're you're an experience when you're deeply in it. The only thing that I could do was breathe and just repeat, I surrender. I surrender. I allow. I'm here for it. I surrender. I surrender. And so, um, yep. So yeah, there's a range. And so let's highlight the difference between giving up and surrendering. Very, very different. Giving up is where there's no hope. There's no faith. You've thrown in the towel. Surrender is all faith. And so they're very different uh, approaches. And so one of the the conversations that I often have is like, okay, well, if you're going to surrender, who are you handing over the keys to, mm-hmm. right? We're, we, we're so, we're so mm-hmm. used to, to feeling like we're in full control. It's like, okay, well, if you're going to hand over the keys to your kingdom, to your castle, to your psyche, to whatever it is that you, you're, 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 you know, however you want to think about yourself, who are you handing it over to? Is it the mushroom medicine? Is it spirit? Is it the container you've set? Like what, in your own belief system, you know, where can you put this temporarily? Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's both the, the, the inner resourcing and relying on yourself. And then also, um, trusting, I think that word comes up a lot for me that, you will be supported and held through, through this experience. And what you said about, you know, giving up versus surrendering. It's really remarkable. I have some clients who, you know, maybe uh, whether their experience is challenging from the get go, or maybe whether they have, you know, a blissful state and then something turns for them where their defense mechanisms really kick up, the resistance really kicks up. And I, I often hear this thing. They're like, I'm ready for this to be over. Like I want this to be over and, and I want this to be done. And so there's a version where that is giving, giving up, meaning that this, this experience is too overwhelming. There's no utility in it. This doesn't serve me. So let's just stop it. Throw in the towel. That is different than acknowledging that the experience is difficult and acknowledging that it's like really uncomfortable, like, like soulfully want to crawl out of your skin. Yeah, exactly. And, but then you have to make some choices. You have to choose whether you view this as a part of your uh, uh, healing. If there's some potential here. If you have the the ability to navigate this. And so for many of my clients who midway or some point through the experience, they're saying, this needs to stop. Like, I need this to be done. Like, I want to throw in the towel. They're at the same time probably saying at the end of the road or, or at some point, they're like, well, maybe this is the experience that I need to happen. Correct. Or when they report back later, they're like, wow, I am actually so glad. I had that challenging and difficult experience because that's what I needed to really not what you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. To really like, like I, I had a client the other day say, if I didn't get hit over the head like that, I wouldn't have heard. And I wouldn't have listened to all these things that were so overwhelming and so challenging for me. And so it's also surrendering into that process because if you 
and I've said this in in uh, in episodes before, but the worst thing is to stop midway through a process. That's so yeah. damaging and confusing and all of that. And so another part of surrendering is just seeing it through and just trusting that there is the opportunity for healing and the opportunity for growth just on the other side of, of whatever that is. Well, I mean, one thing we've made really clear is that surrender and trust or surrender and faith are like inextricably linked. Mm -hmm. the, trust and faith are the prerequisites to being able to surrender. Otherwise, we, we can't let go. Yeah, you say like the antidote to fear is trust, which I, I really appreciate uh, whenever I hear that from you. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing, as you were speaking, that is worth highlighting is the importance of acceptance. The, the process of surrendering, perhaps the, the, the most analogous word is acceptance. You're just constantly accepting whatever it is that's occurring in the journey, even if you don't like it, even if it's uncomfortable, even if you can't make sense around it. There's just this radical acceptance of the experience as it is without trying to control it, judge it, change it. And that is a hard place to hang out it's in hard, because it, yeah. It goes against all of our conditioning. Mm -hmm. And also just recognizing that there's layers to this. So it's not just what you're witnessing and if it's overwhelming or not, but the stories associated to that, the emotions that we feel, you know, associated to that. And it's about witnessing all of it because the real act of surrender is not having any input to where the, the, the experience should go. I think another part of the surrendering is removing just the should from any of this. Yeah. Don't should all over yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you got a lot of time folks in the integration process to connect dots and analyze and make sense of and all that. And I share with folks navigating the experience is using your breathing as, as a, an anchor. So just returning back to your breath and just watching. And it's not just watching the visuals and watching, it's it's watching, oh, my defense mechanisms really are creeping up right now. Yep. Or, oh, there's this really sen strange sensation in my body where I just honestly just really need to move. Or, oh, there's some fear coming up. Or, oh, there is this story that I'm telling myself that this is, isn't working, you know? And watching all of that too. You know, I, I had... Um, you know, clients who explain to me that one of their biggest fears is like being stuck in the experience, never coming out of it. Well, if that's where your focus is and you're attached to whether you're stuck in the experience or not, then your mind may very well try to convince you that you're stuck in the experience. And so those folks had to really trust in what I was telling them that, look, time is continuing on and that you took some psychedelic substances or psychedelic medicine, or you commune with, with the, with the medicine. And over a period of time, you will land and you will come back down, you know, to, to earth. And so, um, you know, it, it's this interesting play from like, you know, fear comes up, I think a lot for, for people's, um, ability to surrender because they're, it's, it's, if you are very fearful of the experience or how it's going to go or the outcome, whether it's going to work, whether it's not going to work, that can build up a lot of resistance in your body. Because again, you're focusing on the outcome. You're focusing on what's happening afterwards instead of just like being there in the moment for the experience before that, whatever thing is going on for you. At yeah. 
I mean, one thing that I see time and time again is people say, oh, no, I don't really have a whole lot of expectations. Like I've, I've checked my expectations at the door. And then they they're the ones on. who are like, I expected this to be like this and it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> and so so, you know, we we spend so much time in prep talking about expectations and how to strip those as much as possible from this experience. And people are like, yeah, OK, got it, got it, got it, got it. Did the expectation thing. I'm, I'm good there. And then after the journey, first thing we hear, well, that didn't go like I expected, I'm like yeah, so there was definitely expectations that you didn't even realize you had. And so part of what we're describing here in this surrender process is we don't know that we need to let go of it until it's reflected back to us. And yeah, oftentimes yeah. the way the mushroom does that is by reflecting our shit right back in our face. Yeah, if we tell ourselves and convince ourselves that we have no expectations and I'm coming into this completely open-minded and you know all of that, but actually deep under some layers, those things are, are there. <laughs> that then creates um, a, a pretty challenging um, uh, paradigm to work through. And um, all right, so I, I, I feel like we've chatted quite a bit about this concept, why it's important, you know, how it plays. And what are some tangible things that we can tell folks on the practice of, of surrender? And what we're identifying here is that there's this theoretical understanding that sometimes gets thrown out the window when you're in the midst of your experience and you do have to actually practice surrender. So what are some tangible ways for folks? I'll, I'll start with one. The best way to have the ability to surrender into your experience is to work on it beforehand. So okay. there are opportunities to surrender in our everyday life, the surrender of uh, a belief about a certain thing, surrender of, um, you know, a judgment about a certain thing, um, you know, surrendering to an outcome when you're in traffic or a guy cuts you off and you're surrendering that whatever feeling that you have about that. So there are little opportunities to practice the the art of, of surrender. Well, that's pretty good um, to practice that. Um, and I share with folks that the more that you can do that, I think also the more that that folks can get into like the witness standpoint, like I'm just going to watch what what my body's doing when I get triggered. I'm just going to watch what emotions come up. I'm just going to watch what type of defense mechanisms I have. I think those two things are really, really helpful for folks to get some reps in before the actual yep. experience. Super helpful to start practicing ahead of time. Always recommend flexing that muscle before you actually commune with the medicine. Um, one tip that I always have is the acknowledgement and recognition that the, the medicine is an ally. Like it's really hard to surrender to something that's your enemy. Yep. It's much easier when there's this recognition of the medicine being an ally. And the, the the flow through effect of that is, is this happening to me or is this happening for me, right? And so if, if, it, if the medicine is an ally, then everything you're experiencing is happening for you. There is a very specific reason that's showing up. There's a reason you're being pushed to your edge. There's a reason you conceptually cannot understand what's happening right now. Mm. If... The medicine is an enemy. It's all the reverse. Why is this happening to me? What did I do to deserve this? This doesn't make any sense. I can't figure out why this is happening to me. And so it's really important. I'm to being admit. punished like that, that type of stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so, so when we look at the medicine as an ally, it, it pulls us out of that victim mentality and into this scenario where, oh, maybe we actually don't know what's best for us. Mm -hmm. In fact, maybe the medicine knows exactly what we need. And that's what I'm reminded of time and time again on the facilitation side of things is we see these people have these visceral, somatic, challenging journeys. And at the end, there's the same sentiment. Oh, that's exactly what I needed. And, and what it continues to, to reflect is that this medicine is not dumb. It knows exactly what you need and it's going to serve it to you in a way where you where you have a direct experience of it and you just cannot ignore it. Mm, yeah, this this may get a little hippy dippy for folks, but I I also feel like medicines and sacraments, even synthetic substances have some type of frequency energetic component to it. And it's in the communion between your consciousness and then the intelligence or the sentience of those medicines that creates a level of consciousness that allows us to explore some of these things, our personal growth, our, our, uh, our deepest and darkest, you know, demons and, you know, so, some of that stuff. And, um, you know, I also want to share that, that, oh, this is exactly what I needed sentiment that you, that you're talking about. It doesn't always come right after the same. Definitely time. not. It's not always in the afterglow period. It's not always like, oh, well, that was great. Like some folks need a lot of integration and a lot of support. Time, 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 time. A lot of time. And and like people around you who can witness and acknowledge and be there for you and your experience, whether that's a professional, whether that's a family member, a friend, a sibling, a support group, like any and all that. Like doing this stuff where your witness is really important because it takes time. Like in fact, yeah. it's normal for things to get slightly worse or messier before they for get sure. better. For sure. And yeah. and for whatever reason, there's very little acknowledgement of that in mainstream media. And so people are reading these studies. Oh, look, look at look at how beneficial this is. And what they don't realize is they're taking that check in, you know, eight, 16 weeks after the journey with extensive integration and what they're not telling you is the spiritual emergence or emergency that preceded that. Right, right. Yeah. And so we talked about this a lot in the in one of the integration episodes where people put themselves on this like timeline. They're like, oh, well, I got 72 hours. I got to make the most out of this and you know whatnot. And so uh, the other thing that I want to want to bring to light with what you were saying about considering the plant medicine as an ally is also whether you consider yourself an ally in mm. this experience. Because if you view yourself or parts of you as um, in, in odds against your true self, or maybe you're like, I'm just broken. Maybe some of these mechanisms, maybe it's just all broken. So maybe none of it's in service to me. Or maybe there are parts of you that are really challenging and difficult to explore the the shadow or 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 the deep demons that I would guess to say exist in all of us. Um, it then really relies on your trust with yourself because again, this is all trust. You're talking about trust in the plant medicine. Oh, all of this is for me. Well, also I would consider you to to know that your body knows what it's doing. There's some physiological mechanism that has allowed humans to to commune with these medicines in an altered state of consciousness. There's some evolutionary thing that got us to there. 
and that you uh, maybe are are in service to yourself as well. So here's that's cool when it's all blissful and joyful and like, oh, everything's great. That's much harder to do when your systems are firing off red flag, red flag, red flag, and your nervous system's going off and you're and you're having a lot of fear and you're having a lot of doubt in the experience and you're having a lot of all that. Well, you're on that roller coaster. And so one of the best things that I, I share with folks is to also cultivate that allyship with themselves mm. um, as they move into a psychedelic experience. And that's way harder to do and beyond just medicine ceremony. Like that is something that I think can help people endure through a lot of just challenging, you know, things in life anyways. Do you really believe that you have the inner resourcing and all the tools and capabilities to allow you to navigate this process? I think is really what what it comes down to. And then by extension, this is a facilitation podcast. Um, It's also the allyship that you build with your facilitator and your space holder. And if you feel like you can surrender and um, uh, move through your experience in a way that's not judged, where they're not trying to come in and fix and resolve and you know some of those things so i talk about that triangle quite quite a bit where primarily it's the communion between you and the plant medicine but then also you and yourself and then that facilitator space holder should be there to really you know anchor in that that whole process so yep and one other thing that's tangible that i that's important to share is it is impossible to surrender mentally emotionally spiritually if physically you don't feel safe yeah and so this goes to the importance of of setting um your physical body needs to be in a place where you feel comfortable and supported or that little that one last finger that's hanging on or whatever it is is never going to release because you're tethered to um you know preserving your physical safety and that doesn't allow for that full exploration of your being Mm-hmm. And that is a process that's beyond the thinking mind, by the way. Like we all have these mechanisms where, you know, if we see a rope on the ground and it resembles a snake, some of us might jump. Like that's a part of like what's been passed down to us to have these nervous system responses on, on you know, that, that fight or flight or that self-preservation response. And you're so right in order to be, to give yourself permission to be in a vulnerable state. To give yourself permission to allow the experience to flow through however it needs to, to give yourself permission to be in allyship and be in uh, with yourself and then with the plant medicine, all of that needs for you to have this real deep sense of safety, this deep sense of safety. The other piece that that I want to end with that's, that's helpful to share is that your body knows what it's doing. And it's such an interesting phenomenon that I see time and time again with journeyers. And I've experienced it myself personally when I've journeyed is, you know, if I'm not actively focused on breathing, am I breathing? Mm -hmm. Or like your body knows what to do. There's an innate intelligence in your body. And even if your entire mental capacity is taken offline temporarily for, for the journey, your body's still doing stuff. This is where somatic releases take place. This is where all this kind of nervous system re-regulation takes place. And the reason it's happening is because your thinking mind is offline and it's not overriding it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and so I, I think boiling down to this is that from a fundamental standpoint, uh, surrendering is rooted in trust. I think it's rooted in safety. Acceptance. Acceptance. And um, also there are layers on how to build that into your experience, relationship with yourself, relationship with the plant medicine, relationship with the facilitator. And then there are also some practices and things that you can really deploy that are surrendering in action. We, when we talk a lot about uh, breathing through things, when we talk a lot about, um, you know, grounding exercises, you know, mentally, when we talk about um, like, like recognizing that the nervous system is doing some, some wild shit probably. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm really grateful that we had this conversation. I hope that that it's hard to toe the line because this is a very lofty topic and it's hard then to bring it down into tangible. And at the end of the day, it's a strategic tactic. If if the, if if there are listeners who are like not getting down with what we're sharing about the philosophy or sur- around surrendering, well, if anything, just know that it's a really, really useful way strategically and tactfully to navigate the experience, to just breathe and watch. Just yep. breathe and watch. Just breathe and watch. If you take nothing else, yeah, <laughs> just, just take that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode of the Psychedelic Passage podcast. You can look for all of our episodes by going to cannabisradio.com or subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever else you stream your podcasts. Um, if you like the show, please uh, leave us a rating, subscribe, and review. Um, It makes a big difference and we'll see you guys next week. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. I am excited to share a new offering that can be found on our website, psychedelicpassage.com, which is our digital store. We here at Psychedelic Passage are constantly thinking about ways to enrich the intentional psychedelic process for our community. And now with this digital store, you'll be able to find preparation guides, integration guides, and recorded workshops that are typically only available to our clients. We hope that this is an exciting offering and we look forward to adding more content over time. So check out the link in the episode description below or visit our website, psychedelicpassage.com. And we are very excited to expand our service offerings to the greater community.